Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Hecate Calling Podcast. I'm your host, Alyssa Finning, and I'm so excited to dive into this topic of family constellation with my friend, Joanna Lynn. And I'll have her introduce herself, but I have done some workshops with her and she it holds beautiful sacred space and really is deeply knowledgeable about this topic. And if you've listened to anything I have talked about, you know that I think family constellation therapy really gets to the root issue. And it's something I have done several times in my life um, and go back to um, something I've done with horses. I'm actually trained um, to do it with horses a little bit and weave that into our wild wisdom retreats. But um, Joanna is really, really deeply trained and I will uh, let her explain um how she got into us and it, how she got into it, what it is, and a little bit about who she is too. Thanks, Joanna. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here with you. Yes, Family Constellations is one of my most treasured tools in the way that I work with clients to really start to understand ourselves, our relationships, all of the patterns in our lives through the understanding of the context of our whole family system. So when we can understand, maybe even using a computer metaphor, that we share an operating system with our mom and dad and even our grandparents. We're not born with a clear hard drive. We kind of come in imprinted with a lot of what's unresolved for them. And so sometimes they don't have to go looking for a capital drama. It's just the unresolved emotions the long-held beliefs or hurts that end up somehow sitting in us. And so sometimes the question is more like, whose anxiety is this? I've just taken it on as my own, but where is the origin? And that's the difference of how this work really works at the root cause instead of just the surface level, what do we do about this anxiety? But how do we actually metabolize it in the body so it no longer is the reference point? And to your question, how did I find this work? I came at it at a perfect time. It was one of those junctions in my life where everything had kind of fallen apart. Um, my marriage was at its end and there was this deep inner question of what was my part in its dissolution? How did I get here? How did it kind of blow up in the way that it did, even though it was my ex-husband who had the affair? And so it could have been easy to just sort of blame it over there. But for me, I was in so much pain, so much hurt that I just didn't want to end up in a similar circumstance. So I kind of took on that piece of, you know, what was going on that the affair even happened? What's our communication style? How are we relating? And I found myself in a family constellation workshop. And it was one of those, you know, wow factor moments that really changed the trajectory of my profession, of how I saw myself and certainly my own family relationships. And so it was just one of those, you know, take a new path kind of, kind of experiences. And that was, gosh, 17 years ago now. Wow. And I love that. And thank you for sharing something so personal too, because I think that's really what our, what the audience needs to hear. Um, there are things that happen in our lives that are there to open us up and wake us up sometimes. And, and, and there is not always the only the other person's fault. Like we have to look at what's going on, what patterns, I mean, that's what led me 
to study ancestral lineage repair and diving even more into family constellation. Because I, I remember going, why am I a single mother? Like, you know, on every aspect, successful, beautiful, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, but why? And then I started really studying my lineage, especially my maternal lineage. And even though my mother and father had been married for 44 years, I think, um, like my mom takes on most of the giving. I mean, my father's a great man, but they have their own, you know, dynamics. Yeah. And I looked at my grandmother and she was like basically a single mom with a provider. Like she had to take care mm -hmm. of everything. And my great grandmother on the maternal line and my great grandfather had schizophrenia and they were married for 50 years. And like, so looking at like, okay, so that woman doing everything herself, like that pattern is, has been repeated and it started making me look into all of this even more. Yeah. Yeah. It's so wise to catch that thread to see, oh, here I am doing what's been done and can I make another choice? And yeah. 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 And, and just when, in both of our stories, like why attracting, you know, certain partners in our lives and, and that sort of stuff, like it's so interwoven mm -hmm. and, um, and interconnected. And so I, I would love for you to talk about, because a lot of my audience, I mean, women in general, but a lot of business owners too, just like ourselves, Mm -hmm. um, and, and talk about maybe how, what you have seen, cause we've talked about this ourselves in some parallels of personal patterns or family patterns as showing up in business a little bit, um, yeah. and how that can influence. Definitely. So a big part of who we are in our family is who we bring into our business. And so your example is actually pretty common theme. I work a lot with women in business just as you do. Uh, and I think it might be a little bit different for men in the way they carry it. That's the only reason I mentioned that. And so this piece of I've got to do it all, this element of I've got to figure it out or I've got to push forward or if it's going to get done, it, it, it rests on me. And so it doesn't, it's not a huge leap to look back at what happened in our childhood. And was there an element where trust was broken? You know, sometimes we're as young as two or, or four years old. And, you know, maybe we've got a father struggling with addiction issues. We've got a, a mom who's picking up all the heavy lifting. And so there's this sense as a child, almost looking around, like, if I look in this direction, they're not there. If I look over here, I, I don't know what to do. And so this very sturdy response of independence comes through. And we can be very effective business leaders. But a lot of the time, the deep wound is the hyper-independence that had to be there because of compromising factors in our childhood. And sometimes it isn't in our own childhood. This is what's interesting about epigenetics. We've inherited it from our grandparents because maybe, I don't know, grandpa died early in the war and grandma's living through the depression. And this sense of pushing forward, no, not listening to the body and resting when we're tired, but this move towards survival. And this is the very thing that imprints the DNA that we now carry and it's almost the way we think we have to show up to have a successful business when we can look at all kinds of studies that support the more we integrate, the more we rest, the more we trust the outcome. This is what leads us to a successful business, but also a life 
we want to live in instead of the constant pushing and, and moving forward until we exhaust ourselves. You know, and I love that you brought that up because it reminds me of two things. Um, a conversation I had in another podcast with my friend Rita. I can't remember which episode. Um, nine, I, I don't know, three. I'll find it <laughs> and link to it in the show notes. Um, but one of the reasons I started the podcast was we were having this conversation about, because it all relates to the feminine and embracing the feminine, this whole conversation and why I talk about that and weave it into my retreats as well. Cause, because a lot of times we have no idea what that is because, uh, like in her example, we were, we were talking about how the feminine was perceived as weak. And I, I mm. perceived that as well. Because we witnessed, um, like for me, I had witnessed my mother like give everything away. And it wasn't until like I shifted that mindset of, you know, like she's taken on everything, you know, that sort of stuff. I, but I used to view her as weak. That changed. And mm -hmm. I think Family Constellation helped with that because it strengthened our relationship. But in my conversation with Rita, because we were talking about this, because she also was feeling this like being feminine is weak. And part of it is her grandmother and great grandmother, both their husbands died early and they had to take on all the responsibilities of the land and the farm. And um, in that episode, she talks about like the police stopped her and she was like, do you know who I am? And <laughs> like this, you know, like, and I read something the other day, it was like, and it, it, it was like the oldest, um, the oldest daughter is the strongest man I've ever met. And, and it's like all these things. <laughs> and so like these, these things permeate, you know, how we live in the world. And, and once we recognize them, here's tools to help clear that route so that we don't have to take that on anymore. Um, and, and the second thing before we kind of dive deeper is on Monday, I was at a one day retreat uh, with nine other beautiful women uh, from all different backgrounds. And there, the shaman there was doing the Olympia and clearing us with Kopal. And she immediately said, you give and give and give to everyone, your child, your mother, your father, you know, cause they can read you. <laughs> and I, mm -hmm. and she's like, when are you receiving? Mm -hmm. And this is something I'm working on um, and on various layer by layer. And especially being a single mother, like, it's like, you're, I feel like I'm holding up half the sky sometimes. And it was just sort of this thing, like, but I, that day I was receiving meals, mm -hmm. someone else's husband was watching our children. Like it was beautiful. And, and we all need those moments. Mm -hmm. um, so, but the, it all ties back into what we're talking about with the, especially the women uh, those patterns in our lineage of being strong, taking care of everything, self-sacrificing and, mm -hmm. and, you know, family constellation can help us really get to that root and clear the patterns where they are. That's right. Letting us show up differently. And I think maybe most importantly, guilt-free, because I think a lot of the times that's what holds us back that I couldn't possibly, I don't want to appear selfish, or if I don't do the fill in the blank, you know, obligatory thing, we're filled with guilt. And so it's just easier to do it anyway. 
And so there's kind of a radical statement that the founder of Family Constellation said, and I think it really applies to female entrepreneurs, is feel guilty and have a good life. And I just thought, wow, like what a statement. And he talks about guilt as being almost um, an ingredient, a, a part of change. It's just in the mix. And so I think a lot of the times we want to move away from guilt at, at all costs. But what if we started to think about guilt as an essential ingredient to being able to put ourselves first, being able to notice what we need, and being able to make this deeper change towards not just doing everything. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's really profound. I think that's um, really, really something something to think about. And I, I might like pull that out for our little highlight on social media, because the, that is what most women carry is yes. like, they'll let somebody down, they'll disappoint themselves or someone else. And guilt resides in the second chakra. Um, and so, you know, which then if we're holding, I mean, I, I do agree of like, these things live in the same place, you know, like joy and sadness, guilt, you know, but like, we don't have to like be consumed by it. And that's the difference. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And so yeah. we, if we can clear some of that out or let some of that go, we can make space for that openness, that creativity, that openness to receive, especially with it energetically within the second chakra, within the mm -hmm. pelvic bowl. Um, but beyond and, um, and, and so, wow, that, I really love that that came up. I love that yeah. because yeah. that's, I can, I can guarantee that so much of the audience can relate to that. I know I can. Well, I just see it so much in my practice. And instead of guilt, just shutting us down, shutting that choice down, it lets us know, oh, it's just here. It's just a part of the equation and I get to sit with it mm -hmm. and like any intense emotion that's the healthiest thing how can I greet it how can I sit with it this is where we can metabolize what comes up instead of being kind of sunk by it pushed down by it mm -hmm. and what what how do you work with you know if someone is consumed by guilt or struggling to be open to receive because they feel guilty or you know whatever reasons like what does that look like in family mm -hmm. constellation because yeah. I can come in with all kinds of different things, but let's, let's talk about that aspect. Sure. It's unique to each person, which is what makes this work always so fascinating for me. So I start every with every client building out a three generation geneogram. I want to find out how does guilt live in this system? What is the family? relationship to guilt overall and sometimes there can be overlay with culture and religion that's very meaningful to the client that we kind of can't skip ahead with this new idea of feel guilty and have a good life most people kind of go what you know how how can you do that and so we want to look at the background in the full context and a lot of the times it's the recognition for the client that, oh my gosh, no wonder I can't even imagine putting myself first. I've been taking care of my mom since I was born, or I've been over there with my dad trying to you know, hoist him up so that he'll be okay, hoping he can give me what I need to be okay. So the recognition that I'm kind of under the collapse of the pressure of my family, I've left myself out of the equation for as long as I 
I can remember. So a lot of the time it's a new insight, a new understanding. And then we can start to build a new, a new way of relating from that place. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think people really consciously think about, you know, what happened in childhood that set that stage. Yeah. And I know in my work as a yoga therapist, that would come up a lot. And that's why I would include a family constellation session with our therapist there. Um, I remember I had one client who, you know, her father was sick and ill her whole childhood and her mother had to care for her father. And, and then eventually, you know, her daughter, the client did as well. And mm -hmm. that was, you know, something. And, and I, I always got referrals from integrative doctors that I worked with. And so like, they're on all these pills and, and stuff like that. And it's like, but this is the root issue. That's right. Yeah. This is yeah. the root issue. And they still, you know, still as an adult do not know how to care for themselves. And it can look in many different ways. That's right. It doesn't have to look um, at a certain way. It can, it can look like in many different ways and play out. And that's why I'm also being open with, you know, that's something in my, my childhood as well. Mm -hmm. um, and so, um, and I think that's why I'm so passionate about, like, I was thinking on Tuesday after our retreat, I'm like, really like my journey of learning how to open to receive is really the wisdom I'm sharing as well with other women. Yeah. And, um, and so, you know, those things that we have to learn are also our gifts of wisdom. You know, you nailed it. Exactly. <laughs> and, and so I think that's important, you know, and it made, when you were talking about guilt, like I, I was raised Catholic. Um, I, I wouldn't say I'm a practicing Catholic, but, um, uh, and like guilt is like a thing. Oh, I was raised Catholic. <laughs> I know all about that. <laughs> And it's like deeply ingrained. And so, you know, when you talk about the layers of religion and culture as well, like it can, it's really affect that. And um, it's very interesting. I would love for you to talk about, because, you know, a lot of, of women have issues or around money, wealth, generation, you know, there's tons, I won't quote a statistic because it's not in my head right now, but there's tons of statistics about you know, women obviously making less in a career workplace sort of stuff than men, but even as business owners, mm -hmm. not getting a cut of the marketplace or the market share um, or the wealth. And it can range, I mean, on so many levels, but range from not charging what they're worth to overspending scarcity issues. And, and I've seen it in, um, in ways, even like I have a, a clients who vacation at Martha's Vineyard and they grew up wealthy, but still have scarcity issues. So it can show up in many different ways. And I'd love for you to talk about um, that, that kind of layer from a family constellation perspective. It's truly fascinating. It's almost like the invisible forces that are shaping us. And in our work, we call it an unconscious loyalty. So there's an unconscious loyalty to do it like my family, 
So if I grew up with a lot of wealth and a lot of choice, there might be this piece around, I don't even look at the money. It's always supposed to be there. Well, until it's not, right? Just like you said, I've worked with many very wealthy people. And just because they have more zeros behind the commas doesn't mean they've got the inner peace with money sorted. They might have the same kind of anxiety or stresses that somehow it'll all go away. And on the other side of the spectrum, let's say we grew up around a family table where everybody gossiped about rich uncle, uncle Phil, and he, what a terrible, greedy person he is. Well, now here I am in a thriving business, offering an amazing service and wanting to get it out there. But it's almost like I bump up against welcoming in the wealth, receiving it, because I don't want to be like greedy Uncle Phil. And this idea of receiving money is somehow bad or wrong. And so we don't really recognize how much this has shaped what's going on in the background. Now you add to that, as I'm sort of sharing this with you, I'm thinking of a case that I worked with, with a gentleman who, I think he was 52, and he had a very successful law practice and had come to see me because he was on the edge of bankruptcy. He was filled with shame because he'd made a series of really bad business decisions that year. And he had two teens about to go off to university and was in this place of terror that he wouldn't be able to put them through school as he'd always promised. So I started to look at the family system, the geneogram, we started to build it out. And wouldn't you know it, at the same age, his father was 52, he had a gambling addiction and he gambled all the family money away. What was very significant is this client never spoke to his father again. That broke the whole family apart. And so at the same age that his father lost all the family money, he also made a series of bad business calls and was in the same kind of circumstance, filled with shame. So what we started to work with was changing the inner relationship that he had with his father. Maybe he was never going to have a relationship with his dad again. But the good news about constellation work is that as long as I can complete it inside, as long as I can carry my dad differently in my heart, I don't have to replay so much of the pain and those same unconscious loyalties that can keep us stuck and in a very compromised situation. So getting him out of that, rebuilding his financial uh, set point started with healing the relationship with his father. Well, I mean, so much starts with that, that mm. healing the relationship with the parents. I remember uh, reading an article by Mark Woolen about mm. like, uh, they did a study or something about health deteriorating and health was deteriorating more so if you had a bad relationship with your parents rather yes. than a good one. Yeah, he was, my father. About, uh -huh. <laughs> he was referring to the mastery of stress study. If oh, any okay. of your listeners want to look it up, okay. it's remarkable. We sort of, the, the study supports that we've got about a, a double, we, we double the risk of, of ill health or risks with our mental health when we have a distorted or distant or estranged relationship with our parents. Mm. Yeah, because I I, th I thought that was very significant. I'll link to it in the show notes for everyone listening, um, and maybe the article too that I had I had finished um, talked about. 
But I sent it to my father because he was was getting hip replacement, cataract surgery and stuff like that. While my mom, you know, she has a few things, but more from stress related, taking on too much. Yeah. Um, But, and, and so it's very interesting. And, and he, and I told him, I said, talk with your parents. And I've told him, I've given her your link as well, but you know. (laughs) I think my dad would be more open to this kind of therapy than talk therapy sort of stuff. So, yeah. Um, but it was just, it's fascinating. And I think that's something everyone needs to understand. And wow. Um, like there, the patterns repeat until the, the relationship is healed. That's right. Yeah, that's right. And I think it's remarkable. And this is why I got so committed with the work when I became a mom. Mm-hmm. You know, there's this understanding of, ooh, like what's unresolved in just simply passes along. It really resolve what we've been holding. Yeah, exactly. We kind of, that little part just got missed again. I'd love for you to repeat what you just said. Okay. (laughs) Um, Yes. The greatest gift that we can give our kids is to really resolve how we're carrying our own stuff. Because if we don't solve it, it just goes down to them. Exactly. So I think that's how I got, you know, so committed and serious about this work when I became a mom myself. Yeah, I, I I totally agree. Totally agree. We're on the same page. This is why we've become friends. I know um, <laughs> because we totally get it. And I was in a sharing circle at one of our family ceremonial gatherings that we have here. And it was around Day of the Dead. So um, um, we were talking about ancestral stuff and we were talking about the blessings and burdens of our lineage. And I am, I know I'm one of the few people who have done ancestral lineage repair work too. So I'm actually right in the middle, well, not in the middle, like three quarters of the way working with my maternal line. So mm-hmm. it's really fascinating what has come up with around that. Um, I'm at the point where I'm working with uh, the, the ones who right before they immigrated from Ireland to the U.S., um, on a side note, I had to go all the way back on the feminine lineage, all the way back to like where the haplogroup kind of migrated from Africa to the Middle East. Wow. That's, that's where the, it started being broken. And, mm-hmm. um, and it made me think of how powerful lineage repair work is because that affects a lot of people. Yes, it does. Um, it's not just going back to Ireland sort of stuff. So anyway, we're in a sharing circle talking about just sharing the blessings and burdens of our lineage and everybody shared. And I had mentioned, I can't remember why, but I said, you know, if when we heal ourselves, uh, we all know this, um, we heal our children, but we also help our parents and beyond. And I have a real life, like, version of this. Um, and I shared that story and they were like, wow. And it was after a family consolation with you, which I think doing it in the group is so powerful uh, for those willing to do that because it's also vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And it was with, um, me and, you know, me kind of talking with my father's do- uh, father and then acting as her to talking to him and which helped something it, with my relationship with my father. 
Mm-hmm. Um, even though that has been also healed on many levels, but just another layer of healing. Right. And he had sent me the, um, a, a week later or something, an article about how verbal abuse and yelling was just as harmful as physical or sexual abuse mm-hmm. and with a text message that said, I wish it would have read this sooner and a sad face emoji. And I was, you know, obviously touched by that. My father does have a huge heart, but he has his own pains and traumas mm-hmm. and that sort of mm-hmm. stuff. And that came out and for many years. Um, and so like we had a little dialogue back and forth. But because I had initiated some of that healing for myself, for my daughter, um, that helped him and it helped us in in many ways. And I shared that with that group and they were just like, wow, and I shared it partly because some of you could tell some of them were still like, that the relationship with my dad or, you know, the relationship with my mom and that sort of stuff. And it's like, when we take the time to do these things and there's a way to do them, your family constellation is to me is that way, or at mm-hmm. least one of the main ways we don't have to work directly with them. We work with their energy and it heals and it's beautiful and it is so powerful and it really shifts everything. That's so true. And I'm glad you brought that up because I think a lot of people have this idea, well, I'm going to have to have that conversation with my dad, or I'm going to have to (laughs) resolve this piece with my mom. And thank goodness it doesn't work that way because it's enough to resolve how we're carrying it inside. And sometimes the going back to what happened when I was 14, Mm -hmm. they're going to have a very different, you know, version of the truth. (laughs) than our experience and sometimes that can cause a whole bunch more issues and so it's best if we're just shifting it for ourselves yeah Yeah, I completely agree and and I think that is sometimes people's hesitation in doing this type of work is they think like they have to yeah have those Mm -hmm. conversations confront it head on and they may be conflict avoidant or, or just, yeah, it brings up, it, just like you said, they may have a completely different view of what happened. Yeah. And, and it's just like, why stir it up when here's the like basically magical way that, uh-huh. that can help shift so many things. Yeah. Because I mean, I just, I remember going and I had done constellation work before, but I remember like, we didn't work with my father during that constellation. So mm-hmm. it was just beautiful how it trickled out yes. into these relationships. And, and it's so powerful. Yeah, it often does. It, it allows us to show up in the relationship differently. Mm-hmm. So if you imagine we got two people on the side of a tug of war rope, you're just setting down the rope. Yep. And so you're going to engage with them in all future ways very differently. Yeah. I love that analogy. Well, um, any final thoughts you'd like to share about family constellation, the power of it? Um, I think just to encourage your listeners to recognize the more they know about their childhood, about their parents' childhood, about what went on for their grandparents, the more equipped they are for their own challenges, for their own choices, for their own children. There's this sort of understanding of your context to make life so much easier to live. And so just to encourage them to ask the questions and to do a bit of their own family research so that they're more equipped. 
Yeah, I, I think that's so important because knowledge is power, right? And the mm. more we know, the more we can look at those threads and those patterns and go, wow, you know, I didn't realize that was happening or that's why. And, and maybe this isn't mine to carry and, and those sort of things. And I want to invite everyone. So we are host, co-hosting Decode Your Money Blueprint. Um, and it really kicks off in January with uh, educational information um, with Joanna. Joanna, I always want to say Joanna. I don't know what it is. Um, <laughs> it's the Joanna, H. It confuses it's the H. everybody. The H. Um, Joanna, um, so, so you understand more. And like it's more of like what we were just talking about. So it's all about accessing generational wealth, um, eliminating money blocks and really opening yourself up to receive. And so it will be a combination of two experiential trainings or I keep calling them trainings, experiential sessions of family constellation with Joanna, as well as business uh, embodiment workshops with me or business embodiment, feminine embodiment workshops with me and talking about how to really embody the, the wealth within your business uh, with me as well. Yeah. So we're combining our expertise into this. And so I will, we'll have a link in the show notes, but we invite you in, especially if this conversation makes you curious and you want to get to some roots of, of some relationship issues, money issues and things like that. So really excited to be able to offer that because I'm a huge fan of Family Constellation and of you. Um, Thank you. And so, and I'm excited. I I know this conversation could have gone on and on and on, but we like to to keep these more concise for everyone. Uh, But if you want to dive deeper with us, uh, join Decode Your Money Blueprint, and that link will be in the show notes and you'll see me promoted as well um, on social media. So thank you, everyone. Thank you, Joanna. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you coming on. I love your insight. And um, maybe we'll have to talk more in another episode in the future as well. That sounds like fun. Okay. All right. Thank you, everyone. We look forward to seeing you in the next episode.